The following podcast contains spoilers and words that my mother would prefer I did not say. We watch it. Hello everybody and welcome to We Watched A Thing. As always, you've got Billy and this week I'm joined by a very special guest making his debut on the pod. It's John from The Pint. How you doing, mate? Hey Bill, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, it's it's a pleasure to have you here. You've been podcasting for a very long time. In fact, it was very fun when we noticed that we were almost lockstep with our episode numbers, which was a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, like I think one, maybe within one of each other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is exciting. I've I've been very keen to chat about this film. Before we get started, let me ask you. Obviously, you're a big pop culture guy. Are you a Jurassic Park fan? Where have you been on the franchise since the first one? Um, I, you know, I realized after seeing this one in the theaters, I was thinking about it. I saw all of them in the theaters. Um, yeah. The first one uh, came out when I was uh, a senior in high school. And I think the first one stands the test of time as being a true classic. Yeah. And I guess the best way to put it is it's pretty much been diminishing returns <laughs> since then. Um, yeah. Every once in a while. Like, so the second one was, eh. The third one, I think, had moments. Uh, and and yeah. I think as a kind of a popcorn-y uh, version of it, a little bit more popcorn-y, it was fun. And I actually liked the first Jurassic World because... To me, it was like the Force Awakens effect. It was like we're just gonna yeah. remake it. We're gonna just we're gonna have new characters, but it's still in the same universe, and it's 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 not a hard reboot. Um, and then there have been the last two, which we're gonna talk about the yeah the, the last one. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get straight into it then. Jurassic World Dominion is a 2022 American science fiction action film directed by Colin Trevorrow, written by Trevorrow and Emily Carmichael, based on a story by Trevorrow and Derek Connolly. It's the sequel, of course, as you said, to Fallen Kingdom and, and all the others. It's the sixth in the franchise. And it stars, of course, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, B.D. Wong, Omar Sy, Isabella Sermon, Justice Smith and Danielle Panetta. And I'm going to ask you this, John. What is it about? It is. Uh, <laughs> it's so, a more complex question than you'd think it would be. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot. There's simultaneously a lot and nothing going on in this movie <laughs> at the same time. Um, so at the end, uh, Jur- Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, uh, the Isla Nubar explodes in a in a in a uh, uh, volcano and. Um, the dinosaurs are brought to the mainland and then the second half of the movie, they're going to be sold in black markets. And there's a clone girl, by the way, um, (laughs) (laughs) she's a cloned human. And that one ends with her releasing all the dinosaurs into the world. Yeah. Um, and now we're four years later, I think they say, and we're living in a world where dinosaur and man are co co inhabiting the world together. And there's locust bill. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) Just, just, you know, it's I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can tell you everything this fucking movie's about. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with what you said before. I loved the first film so much. I actually rewatched it last night um, because my daughter, who is is about to turn eight, she's been super keen to watch it. 
And I would have let her watch it earlier. I was probably about six or so when I saw the first Jurassic Park, but she's she's a little bit of a wuss. <laughs> so <laughs> we went, but we watched it and she loved it. And it was so much fun to watch it with her and see her eyes light up at, at these dinosaurs and the sense of fun and stuff. This movie, she would not have fun with, I can tell you oh. that now. This is this is not a fun movie. And like you said, The Force Awakens, I got the exact same vibe from the first Jurassic World where it felt fun and it took me back and had that sense of nostalgia without even actually needing to invoke the original cast. And this one, by kind of smushing them all together, I actually think it- I think it's to its detriment rather than to its- it, it doesn't really help anything because, as you say, the story is cooked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, it- I, I guess, you know, I, I know we're going to talk more about this, obviously, but I I felt like when I left the theater, besides, like, just, like, being tired of sitting in the theater for two and a half hours and watching that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it's too long, yeah. Way too long. Um, I was thinking about it, and um, I just thought- on every level, this movie fails. It fails yeah. on every level. It, like you said, the first movie, which I rewatched last year, I think, for the first time in a while, is this spectacle, is yep. this fun movie, great cast, great performances. Uh, I mean, it is, with Terminator 2, it's one of the early examples of incredible CGI that changed the world. Mm, yep. And this movie, 30 years later does nothing in the CGI front to go forward. It might even go backwards. Mm. The people that return from the earlier movies, nothing works. It, the yeah. chemistry is either gone or yeah. only existed in that one period of time. Um, like, like for example, Laura Dern is given the most to do and totally at the detriment of Sam Neill. Sam Neill, his character, Alan Grant, feels like there's no reason for him to be in this movie at all. Oh, yeah. Laura Dern could have been there alone yeah, and it would have been fine. And it still would have been unnecessary because they're, yeah, they're, they're, they take in 30 pounds of uninteresting shit and put it in a five pound bag <laughs> yeah. with this yeah. movie. Yeah. And, and you're right. The chemistry is gone. Like these are, these are like Jeff Goldblum is an incredible actor and that is an incredible character. Like Michael Crichton was one of the greatest writers of all time, as far as I'm concerned. And, and those characters he created with Jurassic Park were so well-rounded and well-written and they just seem dull here. And it almost totally. feels like, like the actors are aware of that, not even trying. Like Laura Dern is still an incredible actress today. Like- she was amazing in Marriage Story, which was only a couple of years ago. And in this, it feels like she's just not even present. Like, it feels like none of them really care enough to give it anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wonder if, because, like, the whole thing about this is that it's the, the end of the Jurassic saga. Yeah. Is may maybe they just felt like, you know, especially with fans who are a little younger than me, like 10 years younger than me, maybe this is like, they thought, well, this is a nice way to round out something for people. And we'll go back and we'll retouch these characters. And and that that's all good and great. It just, none of the magic was there. Like, yeah, this, the scenes where they first show up, you know, you're waiting for these big, like, you know, in a lot of movies you see a character you've seen before shows up and you're like, oh, great, it's this person. And in this yeah. one, it just never, it never works. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other big thing this movie does that I think is, is just doesn't work is like, there's at least four or five big action set pieces and they're all so generic and so none of them like the next mission impossible movie might have five action set pieces and all five will be better than the best in this one yeah it, it, 
Yeah. It just none of them work. None of them work for me. There was no sense of excitement. There was no, you know, and again, talking about chemistry, uh, the on the other end, the Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, there's no chemistry yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's let's get into the story then, because this is where I almost feel like the biggest problem from the start is and why so many of those action sequences don't work is the bizarre choice made. So this out of all six Jurassic Park movies, this probably has the most dinosaurs in it. And yet I feel like the dinosaurs are almost inconsequential because they've almost shot themselves in the foot. By making dinosaurs so prevalent in this world now, like, like as you said, dinosaurs and human are living hand in hand, the dinosaurs almost can't be a threat anymore because if they are an actual threat, humans are gone. Like humans right. are just extinct. So they have to shoehorn in this bizarre story with these locusts being a threat because dinosaurs really don't hurt a single person until once again they get to this contained park-like facility where even though dinosaurs are all over the world i could not help but laugh when the film starts with you know that exposition news piece <laughs> and there's this incredible line where she's like you know in the past year 37 deaths have been yeah. linked to dinosaurs and they show this shot where the dinosaur doesn't even hurt anyone this guy just gets spooked by a dinosaur and drives his car off a cliff and you're like Hang on, wait. So only 37 people have been killed by dinosaurs in the past year. And it seems like it's not even actually dinosaur attacks. Like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. If the dinosaurs, if, if we lived in that world and it was a year, dinosaur murder would be so fucking rampant. <laughs> exactly. Like, like the, the odds would be more. If, if it happened during COVID, more people would have died of dinosaur attacks than COVID. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. would just you would just walk out your front door and get uh, picked up by a pterodactyl, right? It yeah. would just happen. Um, yeah. And when they said, I, I laughed at that too. Thirty-seven deaths. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, when when that first scene happened, like as you said, like that newsreel, and we're setting up the world we're in. I I immediately said to myself, Oh fuck, I'm in trouble with this movie. Like already. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so a movie that should be, as you say, the first one is all about spectacle and, you know, the magic of seeing these creatures on screen and stuff. And this one just gets into locusts and little clone human girls. And, like, the dinosaurs literally do nothing until they get to the park once again. And there's a couple of action scenes where they're chased by dinosaurs, but it just it, it kind of feels pointless and fruitless and, like, it doesn't really mean anything. Agreed. It, it doesn't mean anything. Like at, at the end, when there's the big dinosaur fight scene between the T Rex and then the you know whatever Gigantosaurus or whatever, <laughs> yeah. And, and the humans seem like they're in peril. They realize that the dinosaurs just want to fight each other, and it's almost like plot armor because like Sam Neill or someone says, "This isn't about us. Let's go." And I'm like, <laughs> it's just like it's like of course it's about you. Like if it sees one of you running, even if it's fighting, it's gonna pick one of you off. But, like, they yeah. just had to have a way to get everybody out of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bizarre. And even the concept of this being the last Jurassic World movie or Jurassic Park movie, whatever you want to call it these days, is just bizarre because it <laughs> the way it kind of ends, there are still dinosaurs all over the world now. Like, the world totally. is never going back to normal. Like, this is not... It's no longer the scope of something that could ever be recovered. You know, the first Jurassic Park movie ends and you know that, okay, the dinosaurs are still alive on the island. Of course, they could 
they could escape whatever. It was actually really interesting rewatching it last night and remembering that they never establish any kind of flying dinosaurs in that film. In which the book they is, did, but not in the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because then in your head when it ends, you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they are just contained to that island. Um, whereas this movie ends and it's like, well, what now? This is just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, they, they say in like a piece of narrative like, um, well, that you know, now the mountains, the Dolomite Mountains in Italy are now considered a preserve for death. Eventually someone's going to go there. there yeah. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all very tired. Everything... Everything about this movie was very tired. Like, yeah. 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 Let me ask you this. Was there anything about this movie that did work for you? Was there any, was there anything that kind of got you excited? Anything that, that really, that made you not hate your life sitting there in the cinema? Truthfully, almost no. Um, uh, There was a couple moments, like one of the moments I did like, because one of the strings throughout all six Jurassic parks that I, I have enjoyed is that the T-Rex from the first movie is still around. Um, yeah, yeah. When I saw Jurassic World in the in the theaters and the T-Rex showed up and I realized that it was the T-Rex from the first movie, he had the scars from the raptors, I literally, like, I cheered. <laughs> so there, there's a line when they mention the T-Rex and Alan Grant's like, the T-Rex is here. I thought, okay, cool. We're going to get to see the T-Rex. I, I want to see that. Um, there's a scene where the, uh, you know, the the... The Elon Muskish uh, villain oh, sets God. sets a room full of uh, locusts on fire, and the fire locusts get out. And for <laughs> for a few minutes, the the effects were pretty cool. Um, yep. uh, that effect of like of locusts on fire in, in the sky and everything. But like really, other than that, um, I don't have the actor's name, but the gentleman who played the insider that helped Malcolm out, um, he he was like the villain's number two, but he was really a good yep. guy. I liked yep. his performance. Um, I liked him as an actor. Otherwise, it, it's fail across the board. It is just, <laughs> it is just set piece fail to set piece fail to uninteresting new character. Uh, they end up at one point in the middle in uh, in like a most icely type. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, like it just seems like they're just taking a million different pieces from a million different things and trying yeah. to make it into, into a Jurassic Park movie, and it just none of it worked for me. Yeah, it's true. I actually, I, I never really thought about this until I can't remember who it was. I saw somebody post on Twitter how bizarre it is that for dinosaur fans, this is the one franchise. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there are a million space movies. There are a million, you know, like even Fast and the Furious, it might be the best one, but there's plenty of franchises for people who are into cars or into just random explosions. <laughs> like, you know, Mission Impossible, James Bond, you've got plenty of those kind of spy movies. But as far as dinosaurs go, it's this one franchise. And you've got to think at one point, why, why is this a part of the franchise? Why isn't this just its own random dinosaur movie <laughs> like because i think you're right when you brought up the t-rex thing that almost feels like the one part it, it's so weird to me right that they're bringing back old characters into this film but it almost feels like that was literally just for nostalgia and there's no care or love or attention paid to any of the rest of the franchise like that throwback with the t-rex is almost it like rewatching the first yeah. one last night when Sam Neill sees the dinosaurs are back, there's this whole string and joke about, well, 
what do we do now? You know, like, I, I guess our job is extinct. This movie starts with him on a dig and the world yeah. is f- literally full of dinosaurs. And it's like, what are you digging for at this yeah. point? <laughs> I, th- I thought the same thing. I thought I thought his job is obsolete. And yeah. uh, he mentions that he has, doesn't have funding. It's because nobody gives a shit about dinosaur bones anymore, guy, because yeah. there are dinosaurs on Earth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that could have actually been an interesting thread to pick out and, you know, like, think about what would your characters be doing now in this world? But instead, we're just treated to, I, I guess, just shoehorning him in for nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Th- this movie. Oh, Billy. You. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I uh, you. I think it, the way to put it, Billy, is I went for, to a matinee, and uh, I, I. I think you're gonna have to Venmo me eight dollars American. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I, I would never have seen this one in the theater either. It's funny too because I saw Jurassic World. I enjoyed it. I saw Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, yeah. and I fucking hated it. I, I oh, yeah. hated that movie. I hated that yeah. movie. And I said to myself, I said, "Well, that's it," you know, because. Honestly, this one was so bad, I have no interest. When the trailer for this one came out, you know, they do the, the smart trailer thing and they throw all the, and there's, you know, there's an action scene with a bike chase through what looked like, you know, yeah. Italy or it was Malta. And then there's a, a scene on the ice and, you know, you see these and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe. And so that, you you know, you would ask me and I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go check this out. Everybody else in the world is going to see Maverick, which everybody's loving. I heard you guys, you and Stu talk about it. You loved it. Yep. I'm the guy going to see Jurassic Park. And uh <laughs> and I'm like, God damn. Like it's like it's like Indiana Jones, like you chose poorly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, yeah. no. I, I was in the theater on Thursday afternoon, which here is like the day before it comes out normally. It's like the previews. And I went yeah. at for a four o'clock matinee and a girl who sat a couple rows in front of me was probably a little younger than me, and she was wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt. Mm. And when the movie ended, I'm not a social person, but when the movie ended, I wanted to ask her what she thought of it because I yeah. wanted to know if her fandom was going to make her lie about it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it was it was great. And I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's just kind of sad, I think, is is the word. It, it, it makes me sad as such a huge fan of the first one. And it's funny, like, thinking of diminishing returns, I'm actually, I don't think it really got that bad until the movie before this. Like, this isn't, this isn't Terminator for me as a franchise, where after those first two, it really severely dips. Like, I think Jurassic Park 3 is pretty fun. I really quite enjoyed the first Jurassic World. But yeah, Fallen Kingdom and then this one, it just, it rips your heart out as a fan of the original Jurassic Park movie. What what the problem with that movie is, with those movies is, and it's the problem with all of these movies and the idea behind them is that when Jurassic World came out and it did well, and obviously these movies are going to do well. Like you had said before, why aren't there any other dinosaur um, yeah. franchises or movies? Because as opposed to so many other like space or horror or these other like niche uh, Fast and the Furious car movies, Jurassic Park came out of the gate and owned it. Like it, owned, it, yeah. it came out and said, it came out and said, you're not going to make a better dinosaur movie than this. Well, that's and, true. Yeah. You know, Steven Spielberg was behind it. But like the problem with these movies is that when Jurassic World came out, they could have just stopped. They could have yeah. ended it and stopped. But like everybody's like from the beginning um, has a good first weekend. We're making a trilogy. Yeah, and, and you yeah. don't have any anything to make a trilogy out of, man. Yeah, like yeah. Fallen Kingdom 
the first 20 minutes I enjoyed. I remember seeing it in the theater and going, okay, I think, I think it begins with them going back to the island to rescue dinosaurs. And then the rest of it's like about a black market auction. Yes. And yes. hybrid dinosaurs. And, and to think, and a clone girl. And then to think that that's the more like less insane plot than this next one, which yeah. this one we're talking about it, uh, food shortages. Um, <laughs> the guy, now this is something that kills me is the, the villain, the Dodgson character is the Dodgson character from the first movie, but it's a yeah. different actor. Um, <laughs> but they don't really ever get into that until he holds the Barbasol, um, can. So you're supposed to be connecting all the dots here. The BD Wong character keeps showing up and it's either nice or evil in every other movie. Uh, I know, and you can never predict. <laughs> it's it's fucking ridiculous with this character. The first movie, he seems like a good guy. The next movie that or Jurassic World when they bring him in, he's an evil scientist. Yeah. In this movie, he's regretful of what he's done. I man, I, I don't know. This Colin Trevorrow guy, I know people say his Star Wars script was superior to Rise of Skywalker, but that's not saying a lot. Like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was kind of excited. I'm like, okay, this guy's back in the franchise. I enjoyed Jurassic World, but he somehow made a worse movie than Fallen Kingdom. It, yeah. and it's, it's so bland. This movie is yeah. so fucking bland at two and a half hours with oh. dinosaurs in it and endless amounts of, of what you could have for action. It's so bland, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, let's, I mean, Back to the narrative. Where are you on the clone girl? Like, so you've you've clearly read the the original book from what you said before, which yes, I love. And one thing that Michael Crichton is brilliant at is research. And like, I don't think a lot of people realize that that book there's huge chunks that are just going into cloning and science and everything. And what's great about that is that it makes this far fetched story seem somehow believable as you read it. But he, he never. There's never any mention of cloning humans from my memory of it. And not, the way that they kind of shoehorned this story in and retconned the original trilogy, I, I'm just not here with it. I, I find it uninteresting. Just give me more dinosaurs. I don't care about this little girl. <laughs> that Well, that's the problem with this entire movie is that, you know, especially if you're going out, like, you know, what's what's the phrase? Go out with a bang. Yeah, and this movie literally goes out with a whimper because yeah. instead of it being like a dinosaur free for all, we're we're up against locusts, yeah. and we're up against you know uh, the the Elon Musk guy again. Oh, uh, he he was to, terrible. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. He he wants to take out the world's food supply so that he's the only one supplying seed and stuff. Okay, okay, fine. We're throwing so many different plot elements into this thing that you just kind of lose track after a while. But at the same time, it's not like in some good movies that there are good movies that maybe jam too much into the bag. But yeah. like when when you lose track there, you're still interested. Here, you're just like, okay, why is this character involved again? I I don't even care yeah. anymore. I don't <laughs> even care anymore. Yeah. Oh man, the the Elon Musk guy uh, just. Just abysmal. Some of the worst writing for a villain I've ever heard. He just, he comes, I feel like they were maybe trying to make him eccentric. So they give him lines that just a, a general human would never utter. And it's like, that. it's just bizarre. It just, it's so weird. Yeah, I think, I think you're basically covering the whole thing. It's, the whole thing is just bizarre because it, 
honestly, it, it'll go down in history as, in my mind, being one of the the blandest, weakest, big box office summer movies of all time. Like, yeah. And, and I, I don't know what it's going to do in the theaters, but like, if we get a month from now and this thing breaks records or anything, my my faith in humanity, which is already teetering, is yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how crazy is the whole plot device where uh, to stop a dinosaur, apparently all you have to do is hold your hand up and very politely ask it to stop. So <laughs> may as well have just cast the Spice Girls in this movie. Jesus Christ, really. So uh, my, one of my initial thoughts watching this movie was if there was a subtitle to this movie, it would be Chris Pratt holding his hand out at things. <laughs> So silly. And then getting other people to become oh, brave yeah. enough to hold yes. their hands out of things. Now, I know in, the, in Jurassic World that was his thing because he was a trainer. I get yeah. it and I remember that. But literally in this movie, he does it 190 oh. times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the difference uh, is in Jurassic World, I mean, sure, they were still dinosaurs, but they were captive animals. Like, you know, so it kind of, it makes sense that you could train them to some extent. And he's also got the little clicky thing that he's doing or whatever. But in this, he's just going up to random, wild, massive dinosaurs. Oh, no, no, no. It's all right. You just hold your hand out, mate. They'll stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, you so know, silly. <laughs> bringing, bringing Chris Pratt up, I think, is important, too, because, and, and I don't remember Fallen Kingdom very much, but I could tell you one of the things that this movie lacks heavily that Jurassic World and the other movies uh, at least managed to insert into. There's no humor in this movie. There's yeah. There's no humor in this movie. This movie takes itself too seriously. And in all honesty, uh, Chris Pratt, to me, it was evident that he was just phone. He phoned this in, like you know, like in in the first movie, he he seemed genuinely involved. And in yeah. this one, yeah. In this one, uh, again, Fallen Kingdom's a blur, but this one. I'm watching him on the screen and just going, man, he just seems like he's just collecting a check and waiting yeah. for Guardians 3 or whatever's next for him. Yeah. I mean, even his character, I feel like they just... Part of that, I think, is just the bloat of this film. Like, you know, cool, it's fun to bring back the original cast, whatever, but there's there's too much in this film. There's too many characters. You've got maybe, honestly, by the time you've got the three originals, you've got... Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and the clone girl now. You've got like six or seven characters that you're trying to follow the whole film. It, like what you said about Alan Grant, Chris Pratt's character may as well not really be there. Like, as far as that side of the fence goes, Bryce Dallas Howard is, for me, the MVP of this film. I think that she actually still seems like she's giving it something. Um, they don't do a lot with her character still, but I think they do more with it than they do with Chris Pratt's character. But yeah, there's just, there's too much to the point where you literally do not care about these characters because why would you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they seem to have shifted the lead to her um, a, a little bit in this one. And she does seem to get more of the, of the action beats and more of the, uh, I mean, obviously he has the big motorcycle chase, but, but yeah, like there's there's the whole bit where you know someone has to go find the clone girl and even Chris Pratt and his character are like you know you're you're her mom you go do it like he's yeah. handing it off to her and then yeah. you know and then they try to kind of like get him in, involved story wise with the the new pilot character now we're introducing another new character oh um, yes of course I forgot about her even <laughs> and, and and in all honesty I get it I get this is a Jurassic World movie and. We want, we want things to be happy in the end, but not only that, but you get all these characters 
and nobody dies. Not yeah. not even yeah. one of them dies. Yeah. They they yeah. all make it. Uh, yeah. That bothers me. You know, in Jurassic Park, not everybody made it. You know, uh, you know, some yeah. of them were peripheral, Samuel L. Jackson and the lawyer on the toilet. But like <laughs> there's very few deaths in this movie. Uh, again, based on the dinosaurs, and they're in a very highly concentrated dinosaur area. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually can't think of a single dinosaur death in the film. The, the, I mean, there must the, have been. The bad guy. He he, he gets oh, he gets the same course. death as Dennis Nedry. Yes, which he I think, does. I think yes. they're trying to call that back. Who cares? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. I, I, I did think that the visuals of the film weren't bad like you said it doesn't progress cgi like the first one does but i don't think it looked bad um no i've seen a lot of critique about the cinematography in the film a lot of people complaining about shaky cam and the action sequences i personally didn't feel that did you notice that at all no not at all no yeah i thought the film looked good i mean as always i think the score is fine the best bits are obviously those throwbacks to the original you know like michael giacchino does a decent job here but it's it's not the level of john williams like when for the most part i find the score pretty forgettable until you get those hints of the original that just they they were the one bit that got me excited because nostalgia (laughs) well that's music music is designed to do that to you and you know and, and the jurassic park theme in particular is maybe one of John Williams. I don't want to say le- it's not lesser known, but it's not maybe on the level of like Indiana Jones or yeah. or uh, Jaws. But I mean, it's it's so memorable and it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, you're right. There's a few moments where you know, like maybe Alan Grant has a moment, and they you know they play out in piano and a little bit or something, yeah. and, and and that was great. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. This movie is almost an anomaly because it it literally. I was thinking about it. It, it did nothing right for me. It did nothing right for me. Story, action, cast, um, you know, and the cast came and did their job, but there's just nothing memorable. Like I will, yeah. I will struggle. I remember like at least a couple things from Fallen Kingdom uh, as much as I didn't like it. There's, there's a terrible, terrifying and horrible like brontosaurus death in Fallen Kingdom as they're leaving the island and they can't get it on a boat and it's just on the shore yes. about to yes. burn to death. I'm in the theater going, why are you doing this to me, Jurassic World? <laughs> why? I didn't come to this movie for this moment, but I'll, I'll never forget that. I don't think there's anything in this mo- in this movie that like two years from now, I'm going to go, oh man, the, uh, the whole, you know, T-Rex versus Gigantosaurus scene. No, I'm yeah. not. None of it matters. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. So, all in all, how are you scoring Jurassic World Dominion out of ten? Oof, um, straight, straight. You give halves. What do you? What do you give? You can do whatever you want. I'm not fancy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. So, I have a rule. I don't give anything a zero. Uh, there's no such yeah. thing as a zero. Um, but I, I got to be honest. This thing did look good. Okay, it looks fine. The CGI is fine. So, I'll give it some points there. But like on every other level, I, I'm almost going to say out of a 10, this is like a two, two and a half yeah. at best for me. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm a three. And honestly, most of those points are probably just nostalgia because like it's it just made me really sad. Um, I think that this is probably like, honestly, I didn't think I'd see a worse film this year than Morbius. 
But I think the difference is for me that I didn't give a crap about Morbius. So as bad as that was, this one actually hurts. <laughs> and like, yeah. I think this is easily probably going to be the most disappointed I am in a cinema this year, easily. <laughs> uh, I've been very few times, but it certainly is for me. Um, and I will say, if, if Fallen Kingdom wasn't a failure to me three or four years ago, if Fallen Kingdom was decent or I enjoyed it but didn't love it, this would have been harder. So I yeah. mean, so it's just it's just like kind of like the decline just went down further. But but man, it it, it is certainly it'll be memorable for me for one reason. It's <laughs> it's one of the most puzzling big budget films I've ever seen before that just doesn't really get anything right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really is. There's a small part of me that ironically kind of hopes that this isn't the last one, just because I feel like. Like, come on, guys, we have to be able to do better than this. Like, this can't be the send-off to this franchise that was built on one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> yeah. Like, Michael Crichton would be rolling in his grave watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, he would not enjoy this. Although, I, what I hope happens now, with this being technically the third in the trilogy, is the people that shit on Jurassic Park 3 go back, watch Jurassic yeah. Park 3, and realize how much more fun it is. Oh yeah, and closer to the first, and and you know, even the second, which I'm not a fan of Lost World, yeah. even the second suddenly becomes like prime time, like Saturday night DVD time now. Yeah, compared comparatively to this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what this movie's missing? There's not one single dinosaur saying Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> one of the most bizarre scenes ever, but I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. If if they'd thrown in a couple of talking dinosaurs in here, if they'd had just one Alan, then man, this would easily be two points higher. <laughs> yeah, I, I would give it a three at that point. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me, mate. Can you tell everybody about the pint and uh, where they can find you and and what you guys do? Yeah, me and Lloyd, the Manser, uh, essentially we just, we review movies, we talk about music, TV, uh, all, all different things, comic books, gaming, uh, we tend to stick to one thing per episode, we do yeah. uh, list episodes, we do full movie reviews, we have sub-series where we talk about horror films, we have sub-series where we talk about trash movies, uh, whether they deserve that reputation, um, yeah, and you can find us on every podcatcher out there. Uh, it's under the pint uh, or the pint uh, colon, as they say over on the countdown, uh, <laughs> a pop culture podcast. Um, and we're weekly. And uh, yeah, check us out, please. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. <laughs> it's an awesome show. I'd highly recommend it. It's it's awesome because like you said, it's really broad. You cover all kinds of stuff, movies, TV, old movies that, you know, like no one else has covered that you're like, I want to hear about Problem Child. Where can I go hear about that? <laughs> yeah. But but because you do like, like, I find that there's a lot of podcasts out there that have to, like, there's so much going on. And I love that, like you say, you do the same thing I do. You contain it's one topic per episode. So it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's easily digestible. I'd highly recommend it. So go check it out for sure. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. I appreciate no it. No worries, man. All right. Well, next week, I will be joined by the great Sean Carney from uh, the Scaredy Boys podcast. We're going to be getting to Men, the new Alex Garland film, which um, I'm really looking forward to. And the week after that, I'll be joined by Liz from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs checking out Independence Day, uh, which is going to be a bit of fun. She chose that as one of her favorite films, which is interesting. <laughs> I, I hate uh, in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the odd person in the world. I, I dislike Independence Day. 
Yeah, it's it's it was interesting too. We actually recorded that ages ago, and I was going to release it, and then the Oscars happened, and all of a sudden everybody was hating Will Smith. And there's this episode where basically the whole thing I'm talking about how cool Will Smith is. I'm like, I gotta hold this for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, the statue of slap limitations is running out, so you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and I'll catch you next week.